We're in Luke chapter 5, and we're finishing up um, talking about Jesus is being challenged. He's been challenged uh, three times in, the, in this chapter by, uh, by the, the, the Jewish leaders. Uh, and each time Jesus is talking to them about how the, the kingdom of God and, and the gospel are completely different than what you think. And uh, we get to this, this last thing, and we'll, I'll, I'll reiterate a little bit, but what Jesus has actually been doing is dismantling the Jewish religion right before their very eyes. Uh, it started with the, the, the healing of the paralytic when he says, you are forgiven. And they said, no one can forgive but God. That's right. I am God. And you don't have to go to the temple anymore. Now you get to come to me. And they go, um, I don't like the way that you're doing this. And uh, you'll notice that pretty much in all the Gospels, it starts out this way. Jesus is like, uh, in, in chapter 4 of, of Luke, it says, I have come. Uh, and he reads Isaiah 61. He says, you know, set the captives free, sight for the blind. We got all this, all this uh, good stuff. And then he says, today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. And uh, a few minutes later, they try to throw him off the, off the top of a hill <laughs> uh, because they didn't like what he was saying. And so Jesus, he, he takes him on, the, on this walk. And so the next thing he does is he heals the man. And, the, and they said, you, you know, uh, you can't do this unless you're God. And he heals the, he heals the man. So that, that kind of messed him up. So then he does the worst thing that he, anybody can possibly do. He extends grace to someone who doesn't deserve it. He goes to a tax collector and says, you're the worst of the worst. Come, be saved, and come and be my disciple. And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they're going, this is not the plan that we have. We're only looking for the, the good, the well, the ones that are this close to being perfect like us. And so, unfortunately, uh, Jesus kind of throws it in their face, not on purpose, but he wanted to know that the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God, is about those that don't think, that, that know that they need God, not the ones that think, well, I'm a good person. Uh, have you ever heard that from someone that doesn't know the Lord? They're like, well, I'm a good person. And because every religion is built on being a good person. Everyone. I mean, yeah, you know, you can, you can, you know, rise to nirvana. Uh, you can, you know, as the Jews do, unfortunately, there's no more sacrifice. There's, you know, they don't have a temple anymore. And, and so they just, just believing in, in the temple is enough to sacrifice now, which doesn't make sense to me, but, you know, you have to make some sense of it. But unfortunately, uh, Judaism is, is gone. Jesus fulfilled, you know, fulfilled the whole thing. And I, I was struck by this because at each point that he dismantles uh, Judaism, it, it has to do with this whole, this whole concept of being self-righteous, of doing the right things. And the basis of all of our religious mind is about being right with God or doing the right thing. And we have it deep in us. If I asked you, how are you doing with the Lord this morning? you're probably going to say, well, I think I'm doing pretty good, maybe. Or you're like, I'm not doing very good with the Lord this morning. 
And it's based on what's happening in our religious mind, not based on what's happening in the grace of God. In the grace of God, we just read, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. And even that wasn't something you, you conjured up. You know, I, I mean, don't you think, it's like, I just need to have more faith. Ever heard somebody say that? It's like, we just need more faith around here. Yeah, where do you get that? Yeah, I can only from God. Anything we have that's good, it only comes from God. And so these guys didn't like that. And so um, the religious leaders were just, you know, they're, they're broken. And so uh, last week we looked at, and, and Jesus, he said to them, uh, I have not come for the righteous, but I've, but I've come for the unrighteous. He said, this is my mission. I am not looking for people who don't think they need me. And so that made them really mad because they wanted to be in the club, but they wanted to hold on to their own self-righteousness, which leads us to where we are right now um, in this, this scripture. So they, they, they first said, you, you know, why, why are you hanging out with sinners? And Jesus said, because these are the kind of people that I'm looking for. And if you're a sinner, then you can be found. If, you're not, if you don't think you're a sinner, then, you know. Forget it. But then they go on and, they, and they, 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 they say, well, what about this? And this is where we are today in Luke chapter 5, 33 and 39. It says, then after that conversation, they said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours go on eating and drinking. <laughs> you know, and, and everybody here is going right on. Caesar is lunch almost ready. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not fasting today. Uh, now, the, the context of this is that in, in the tradition, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the Bible that told them to do this, but on Mondays and Thursdays, the Pharisees fasted. Uh, they fasted twice a week. You remember in, in Luke 18, uh, the, the Pharisee that goes to the temple and he says, I fast twice a week and I'm sure glad I'm not like that tax collector. Uh, right? Now, all of you, I, I, that's one of my favorite stories because when we hear that, we're going, yeah, I'm sure glad I'm not like that Pharisee. <laughs> we always get, you know, that's like Jesus' best line is like, because we're all Pharisees. We're all ready to judge whoever, you know, just, just pick somebody. Uh, so, so we know that it was probably this feast. So, so uh, Levi or Matthew saying, hey, let's have a feast. And it might have been a Monday or Thursday. And they're like, shoot, I'm fasting today. This really stinks. And so uh, I, I'm not sure. It's not, it doesn't say that in there, but, I, but it, it just came to my mind as I was studying. They're like, they're probably fasting and going, I don't like the way this is working out. Because here you are hanging out. You're eating. You're hanging with sinners. It's a party. And it's Thursday. I hate this. <laughs> I hate fasting on Thursdays. And so, uh, so they're fasting, and they're, and they're like, well, John's disciples, and, you know, it's like maybe, maybe we can lead them in with little John's disciples, you know, because they're kind of close to you. And us, we do this. And Jesus says, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away in those days and they will fast. And he told them this parable. No one tears a piece of new garment to patch the old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment and patch from the new one, and the patch from the new one will not match the old. 
and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out, the skins will be ruined. Nope, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wants the new, for they say, the old is better. So Jesus, he says, listen, what you guys, the way that you guys are arranging your traditions and your religion is over. It's over. I cannot, and then he tells them two stories. He says, uh, you're not going to take a, a new shirt and cut a hole in it and put it on an old shirt. You're, go- you're not going to do that because what is happening here with the gospel is not like what you guys are thinking. And then he says, you know, if you put the new in the old, it'll burst. And so we're always trying to harmonize the gospel with whatever is happening in our, in our religious mind. Do you know that? We're always, you know, Jesus is saying, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. It is a gift from God. It's not you. It's my handiwork. It's, I'm doing this. And we're like, well, it says work in advance. So I better start working in advance so that I can make the grace of God really good. Have you ever done that? Have you ever thought that maybe I need to prove something to God. Anybody? Huh? It's, it's within all of us. And what Jesus is doing, and he wants to do for us, he wants us to have that same understanding that it's, it's gone. That the old way of measuring is completely obliterated. It's dismantled. The, the, the temple is gone. And now he instead invites us into relationship, right? He says that now the friends of the bridegroom aren't going to fast because those that know Jesus, uh, now we, we can talk about fasting. That wasn't the, the, the point of this. Uh, but the, the point is that instead I want to bring you into the relationship with God. Now you guys know this. Now, so I'm studying through this and I'm going, I can, I, I can kind of approach this two different ways. But the thing that came to my mind is, Uh, and I entitled this this way, uh, how to develop a new hunger for God. See, because what these guys were missing was they're like, this is the the way we do things. And Jesus is coming and he's like, we're going to do things differently. We're going to blow out of the water the way that you think about your relationship with God. And so I thought, what if we are stuck in a rut ourselves with our relationship with God? You think this ever happens? Yeah, it does. It happens. It happens in every relationship. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Jendi and I, we've been married a little while now. You know, we're like an old married couple. But actually we're not because we're constantly, you know, hanging out together and, and praying and thinking and, and going, hey, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this. You know, in our 90s, you know, we'll go to, we'll go here. You know, in our, no, we're, we're young, but yeah, you know how it is. Right, right now we actually feel called where we are. So we're, we can't think like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do something like that. Uh, but we're always dreaming about what, what else is happening in our relationship. Right, babe? Okay. She's, she's, she's with me. This is good. That's always a good thing. But it's the same way with, with our relationship with, with the Lord, that it's easy to get settled into our old way. This is how I do it now, Lord. I know it's by grace, but... And so I, I, I wanted to just talk about a couple things 
um, about developing a new hunger for the Lord. Because what these guys, they weren't hungry for the Lord. They were just hungry for somebody not messing with their system. And so Jesus, he, he, he wants to talk to us about that, I think. Are you guys hungry for the Lord? Yes. And no. Because we're, we're all stuck in our patterns. And so I wanted to talk, uh, I want to start with this, uh, habits that lead to relationship. And this happens in the, this happens both, you know, naturally, but also with the Lord. So what habits lead to great relationships? The first one I want to talk about is grace, right? For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. He was trying to tell these religious leaders, it's no longer based on what you do, it's based on what I impart to you. And and I, I think that really works in natural relationships too, because the best relationships you have are people who you give grace to. Isn't that right? That you can oversee their faults. How many have some faults? Yeah, Jenny and I have been watching this uh, program. I, I won't name it or anything, but it, it's, it's a relational, it's a relationship program and it's kind of watching people interact. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of funny because, uh, it's people that don't know each other very well uh, and they're trying to figure each other out. And those that have grace for the other person, the relationship blossoms and those that don't have relationship, you know, they're like, I'm not sure I like this person, you know, this habit about this person or the way that they act this way. And in every, every relationship that's going to grow, it's important for us to say, you are who you are. And that's really important for us, our relationship with God. How many have tried to make God after your own image? <laughs> Thou shall have no other gods before me. Okay, so I will create the God that does whatever I want. Uh, which most of us, that is kind of, you know, when we think about God, we're like, hmm, he must want me, whatever. Uh, and so instead, we give grace to God as he gives grace to us, that he can be whoever he really is. And as we grow in the Lord, Sometimes he's, he's stronger in certain areas for us because he's the one doing the handiwork, right? And, and we're like, well, what about him? He needs this. He needs more patience. He's like, not me. I don't need more patience. Uh, and so just having grace for God to speak to us and say, okay, you're going in this direction. He, he, you don't look outside of that. Okay, here's another one. Um, just time. You want to build a relationship with somebody? You got to spend time with them. Uh, and it, what's interesting about time is that once you've spent the time, it doesn't take much to rekindle a relationship. I, I think of this. Uh, so I, I realized it was February. Did anybody notice it, it turned February? <laughs> yeah, right? And, and like, uh, it, oh, sorry, my, my phone's going out. Um, so it turned February, and I realized I hadn't talked to some people like in a month, you know, or since Christmas, you know, even like my brother, I hadn't talked to him uh, since Christmas. And I'm like, it's February, you know, it's middle of February, it's, 20, it's the twentieth February. February's almost over. I haven't talked to my brother, and so I call him up. Hey, man, how are you doing? And so, but because we have a relationship, it didn't matter. I said, man, sorry, I haven't, you know, you know, gotten a hold of you in two months. He's like, dude, it doesn't matter. 
And I said, I know it doesn't matter. Because once you've spent time with the Lord or with others, yeah, we want to, we want to have that time. And we're, every time we talk, we're like, and we're going to get together, uh, you know, and, and, we, and, uh, and we will. But there's just something about having invested with someone that it's, it, you know, it, it, tr- it now transcends the, the, the timing of time. I'll go on. Um, forgiveness. You want a great relationship? Uh, I know a lot of people that are mad at God, right? Because something in their life, they're like, ah, I, I thought you promised this to me. And he may have, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I knew the mind of God. Wouldn't it? it would be great, you know? But if the mind of God could fit in my brain, it would be like one of those wineskins. It's like, oh, I know the mind. <laughs> the mind of God. No, you don't. You know, because God, the way God thinks, it's higher than our thinking. So instead, we just say, Lord, thank you for what you've brought into my life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Um, joy, of course. Uh, Jenny and I, we laugh a lot. Um, and, and, but one, one of the, uh, questions, uh, from the, the Holy Club was, are, are you enjoying your relationship with God? And when I think about my relationship with God, sometimes I'm like, enjoying? I thought we were working really hard at this thing so I could be right with you so that you wouldn't like just hit me with a lightning bolt or some kind of thing. You know, that would really stink. Uh, no. He wants us to enjoy a relationship. And, and I love with, with these guys, he's like, uh, the bridegroom's here. We're going to party. And now, now that we're in the kingdom of God, guess what? The bridegroom's here. And he wants us to enjoy our relationship with him. All right. A couple other things I'll, I'll just mention. You want to build a relationship. Yeah, there, it's important to have a mission. You know, I, I, when I was, used to do a lot of premarital counseling, with those young people, I'd always say, what is God wanting to do with two of you that he can't do with one of you, with each of you? And they, they look at me. It's like, oh, I, don't, I didn't know you were going to like ask us questions that were like going to lead us down because we're just in love. We don't, we don't care what the mission is, but God's like, no, I'm putting you together so that I can get more. I'm getting synergy here because I can always take you and send you to, you know, China and take you and send you to Guatemala. I, I mean, I can, I can double my effort or I can put you together and help accomplish something amazing. And there's something about when you're on mission with a, a human and with God, it just enhances that relationship. All right. I guess I could just stick with this point all day because this is amazing. So let me move to section two. Or uh, so Jesus is having this conversation with these guys, and he's like, uh, one of the things he's saying is you can't get where you need to go by doing the old thing. And the thing that came to my mind for those of us who are already following Jesus, uh, maybe for a little bit of time, is what are you doing that is a pattern that led you to where you are right now, but it's not going to take you any further. Um, most of us are kind of habitual, aren't we? Uh, it, you know, first we form a habit and then the habit forms us. But then the habit at a certain point brings us to a wall. It always does. Uh, you know, which walls are part of our spiritual life that a lot of times we're like, man, I've been doing, I've been doing the, all the things I knew to do 
to get into the presence of God, but now I can't even hear him. Has that ever happened to any of us? We're like, man, it was so easy back during this habit-forming time of my life to get a hold of God. But now I'm at a wall. And so the, really the, the question, and it's, it's really a prayer, um, is that I, I, I want for us and I want for, for you uh, to have such a relationship with the Lord that it's time for Him to speak something new into your life. Something that we've been going through these old patterns and we've even been squeezed into some. You know, through the pandemic, I think it's that, that a lot of people and maybe some of you guys that might be watching online, we've been squeezed into an old way. And the Lord is wanting us now to begin to blossom again, uh, to, to discover the new way forward for us. And that, that'll be something that we do in just, in just a minute. Um, I was thinking about this uh, this week because I've I've had some old habits and a few weeks ago I, I talked about um, my my journaling and uh, my journaling's been a little more as I told you a couple weeks ago a little more sporadic uh, from uh, previous years and I'm not sure why that was and what what happens is is you try to go back to something that led you forward at a certain point and it doesn't fit anymore. And so, you know, this week, as I was journaling this week a little bit, and I was like, this is not the same. And I felt like the Lord said, yeah, it's not the same, because you're not the same. If you're the same Christian you were 10 years ago, you're in trouble. You're like, you know, but we, we settle, sometimes we settle into a place where the Lord's like, okay, is, is this as far as you want to go, which, which, the, the leaders at this at this point, that's what they said. They said, or Jesus said it to them. He says, no one after drinking the old wine wants the new. For they say in their heart, the old is better. That's kind of like a scary wor- word to a Christian. Is when we are so settled now in our life with Christ where we just go, yeah, the old way was better. Or I'm satisfied. And as, as I was reading this, uh, I, I just was thinking, what is it that the Lord wants to do that's new in you? And obviously it's going to be different for all of us. But I think I'm going to, I'm, I want us to just spend a few moments in prayer kind of going through, through this because I don't really want to, I don't, I don't want to teach it or preach it. I want us to experience what the Lord wants to say to us now. Because that's that, that's really the crux of this of this uh, these parables is like I don't want you guys out there to be the same old person that you were. That a relationship with Christ leads us from glory to glory, not it doesn't just get us to a certain place where okay now we're okay with God. So will you join me as as uh, we pray together? Because that's what I'd rather do. It's there's something about the the work of God, the power of God, and the Spirit of God um, that can do more in a minute than all my preaching can do in, a, in, in eternity. So let's, let's just stop and pause for a moment. Thank you, Lord. 
Father, I guess my my anxiety this morning, though it's not really anxiety, is as I was reading this, I just realized that I wanted a new hunger for God that for you that couldn't be found in fasting or any other habits that I've been forming or have formed. And instead, I, I felt like your spirit was saying, I, I want to do something new in your life. I want to bring our relationship closer at a different level than you've been experiencing. And I know that when you spoke that to me, I, I knew you were, it was something you wanted us all to share in. Is that life gets us to a certain place, uh, and then uh, it's, it's up for us to go back to you in our relationship with you and say, Lord, I want the newness, uh, not the old newness that I used to know, but the new thing that you want to speak into my life. And so, Lord, I ask that you would speak to us now and in this week about things that would enhance our relationship. Lord, we know how to worship. We know how to pray. We know how to read our Bibles. We know how to journal. But maybe there's places of silence. Maybe there's a practice of walking with you, maybe around the block. I don't know. But Lord, that you would begin to speak to us about a different habit that would lead us closer to you. And Lord, I I pray for our hearts that may have gotten stuck where we've we're fine uh, with the old ways that we've been with you while you're trying to lead us forward into a, a renewed relationship day by day from glory to glory, not something that's supposed to be stagnant. And Lord, if we find ourselves with a stagnant relationship with you based on old patterns, that you would, by your Spirit, renew us. Renew our relationship, Lord. Help us never to say, the old is good enough, but instead to walk forward with you. And lastly, Lord, I, I really did feel by your Spirit that you were speaking to us. I want to do a new thing in each of our hearts and us together. Uh, not reaching back and going, oh yeah, this is what we used to do or how we used to be. But instead reaching forward and saying, this is what we are and can be. And Lord, I know that's a process and I know all of us here are open to what you would say about that. And so we ask that you would lead us by your Spirit, renew us, transform us, and teach us by your Spirit this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Any reflections before we go? Any thoughts on this word? Do you guys feel it? <laughs> Do you feel the need? Yeah, no, you don't have to. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
for me, the number one habits that lead to a relationship. You know, I think about. Uh, for me, was number one habits that lead to a relationship. 20, 25 years ago, um, was very different uh, environment uh, at home, especially. Uh, nowadays, uh, you know, almost every household, every family member will have a cell phone and iPad and I don't know, uh, all these uh, uh, programs that you can connect on on TV or, or your laptop. And, you know, sometimes our, our home, everyone is on their own device. <clears throat> and uh, that was not the case 20 or 25 years ago. Uh, it was e way easier to have a conversation and <laughs> to to see, uh, you know, each other eye to eye. Um, so breaking a habit that leads to relationships is it's it's more challenging, and <clears throat> it's uh, also it's it's. It's a lot of information coming in into those devices, and, and uh, you know, I, I have to ask my 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 kids, uh, you know, who are they talking to? Who are their <laughs> friends? Because they <laughs> seem to be having a friendship with somebody that I don't. Sometimes I, I just want to know who they are, <laughs> and uh, but it's it's very very good to. To include this one because um, us as parents, we have to lead. We have to break the habit, the bad habits, and and first and first, you know, have a, of course a the, a relationship with the Lord, um, and put that put that device away. <laughs> Uh, and then also have this uh, relationship with um, with your family, your family members, um, because um, if we don't, who is gonna who's gonna invest in in them, and and then um, uh, they're not gonna taste what it's like to 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 have a a real, you know, face-to-face -face relationship, not only with your siblings and parents, but, you know, with the Lord that is is there for, for us. Mm -hmm. So thank you for including that. Amen. Thank you. Since you're having us share, uh, when you're mm -hmm. preaching, um, I realize the Lord is... So I've been striving... <laughs> <laughs> to spend quiet time with him. Mm. And I think I, I want to be closer to him, so I am telling myself every day I want to lock myself in the bathroom and pray to him and stuff like that. And I did it for two days, and I stopped for like two weeks. And then I start feeling guilty of not striving to pray to him. And so it's like a, uh, it's so interesting, even 
with our walk with Christ, uh, the enemy can make us feel guilty about not spending time with him. Because like relationships should be just like you want to. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh my God, I haven't talked to you, so I feel guilty, which is really... So anyway, it's just been... Think- I'm thinking about your preaching about grace and um, the striving part and the habits. Like the habit itself can become a work that I'm trying to do to get close to. Anyway, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, but, um, we all struggle But But I'm, I want to get to, uh, I guess it's not I want to, but I pray to God that he would teach me to just want to spend time with him, not because I'm supposed to, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, it's perfect. And, that, and that, that's the thing that Jesus was addressing here. He just, he just you know, the new covenant is about us being together, you know, God and God and us and, and us. Uh, because when we're spending time with each other, our loved ones and not our devices, we're also enhancing our spiritual life, right? Because you know, First John talks a lot about that. So we're learning how to just be with God and enjoy Him. No, no guilt, no grace. Because he's not thinking, oh, great, where's Maureen again? Oh, there she is. So inconsistent. Uh, maybe she'll come back. I don't, you know. <laughs> Instead, he's like, why? Maureen's going to be here. And I'm so excited. Oh, look, look, she's got five minutes. It's awesome. You know, but God's not, you know, we're, I was thinking when Rodney was talking about the magnificence of God and the, and the intricacies of God. It, God is, he, he's, how he created things is so not what we think. It's not linear like that. He's, you know, he is, he is gracious. And we're really going to spend eternity with him. So even if we missed a few quiet times, <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to make it up. <laughs> so, so don't worry about that time, okay? Uh, enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, anyway, yeah. And don't, don't, don't stress about your... You know, can you imagine it, you know, if, if I worried about my relationship with Jendi all the time? It's like, oh man, I better spend some more time with her because you know, she's just going to be so angry. And you know, how are we ever going to build a relationship together if we don't spend time together? And, and I'm all freaked out about that. Uh, instead, I could just say, hey, babe, let's, let's, let's have dinner. And it's like, oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the enemy's way. I, I mean, it's been in my life. I mean, I've been walking with Jesus a long time now. And, and he's still, he's like, the, the easiest thing to do is to, get me, is to get me between me and God instead of just to get me with God, and which is what the Holy Spirit just brings us in. And, uh, and that's what the story is about, is him going, there's nothing between us. You don't have to fast. You don't have to pray. You don't have to do anything. You just get a chance to be with the bridegroom and party and be with me. How do I know that? Because of all the rest of the stuff I was going to talk about today. didn't have time. Okay. Dennis, yeah, please join. Come in. I I heard a pastor say once that um, you are what you are today. No more, no less than by the grace of God. So you're right where you're supposed to be. (laughs) Just me. Amen.
Thank you, Dennis. Okay. <laughs> and with that, I'd like to say thank you for joining us, those that are online. Uh, we're going to hang out and talk some more uh, that are here. We welcome you to be with us any uh, each and every week, uh, whether here or online. And we're looking forward to seeing you face-to-face. And uh, feel free to call, too, because uh, it is February. So God bless you, and have a great week. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Yes. <laughs>